You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hey everyone, it's Tuesday, August 30th. I'm Corey here with Olivia Ekbenet and Ashley Titians. This is On the Line. We're back again after a big weekend of cross country. We are in full swing and we're almost into September. But we have to get into our podcast and talk about all this stuff. On today's show, we'll have an interview with one of Michigan's top runners and a national contender. We'll get into this past week of cross country action and really go into more of what's to come this week. And then, really, we're going to talk a little bit about some athletes who have improved immensely year over year and, and much, much more. Um, but if you enjoy our podcast, make sure to go to Spotify, give us a rating, maybe follow us and watch it, listen to it, hear it in the car. Uh, we love all that stuff. Um, I'm really excited to have this um, underway today. Let's get to it. All right, you guys, next up, we have Hunter Jones, a senior at Benzie Central High School out in Michigan. He entered the year at number 20 on our preseason rankings and began his 2022 campaign by putting down the nation's fastest 5K time of 14.36.50 at the Pete Moss Benzie Central invite. Hunter is a three-time state cross-country champion and a qualifier of East Bay Nationals back in 2021, but... You know, Hunter, thank you so much for joining us. We're super excited to have you here today. Yeah, thanks for having me, uh, you guys. Yeah. So, Hunter, at the Pete Moss Benzie invite last year, you clocked a 15 flat point four zero on that course. This year, you shattered your previous best and ran a 14.36.50, and that's your personal best also. So what do you think has led to that kind of change from just a year ago? Um, I'd say this past indoor season, I, uh, had really big, uh, improvements and that's where it led to, uh, getting really faster in, uh, in the 5k distance, especially, you know, I, I know you guys might talk, talk about this, but I ran 1420 indoor on the track. So, you know, my fitness is getting there. So. That's awesome. So shout out to the indoor season. That's kind of helped you to kind of shape into the athlete we see you as today. And I know this season has kicked off. You've been doing some training. You just mentioned indoor has really pushed you forward. What do you think has been the highlight for you? I know 
already the season, I feel like it's just kicking off for you, but what has been the highlight already for you this year? Oh, man. I mean, I'd say uh, this past track season, uh, winning two state titles um, and going for that third one, uh, getting runner up, that was that was big for me. And uh, yeah, it was fun. Now, Hunter, I'm going to ask you for a moment about last year. So looking at your mile slip profile, you've kind of took an like unorthodox approach. You've contested so many races over the past season. You ran 15 races during cross last year, you know, ran pretty heavy indoor and outdoor schedules as well. And I feel like typically you see a lot of distance runners. They may, you know, do less racing and more building that base, building that training. But obviously what, you know, this approach that you've taken has gone really well for you. So, you know, why have you taken this approach? What's the strategy behind that? Well, I'd say that that's, that was probably a bit of a mistake actually. So this season I'm cutting it back and you're right. I'm building a base. I'm, I'm running 70 miles a week now. And, um, and I'm getting a lot stronger. So I feel like, yeah, I'm, I'm only going to run about 10 races this season. So uh, I think it's going to be a lot better for me than last year. Um, nationals didn't go the way I wanted it to, but it was like my 20th race that season. So I think I was just, I was tired and uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking forward to this season. So now, Going forward, you mentioned that, you know, you're going to take, you know, less racing this season. What's the end goal? You said you were a little disappointed with Nationals last year. So what's the end goal for this season? Um, I'm going to go to uh, East Bay and Nike if I qualify, which I should. And um, the goal is to win at least one of those. So that's, that's what I'm shooting for, you know. I, I believe I'm fit enough to do it. So, I did make the correlation with you. You ran a little bit faster than Riley Ho at that same meet uh, last year, and uh, he went on to win East Bay. So, ipso facto, maybe you got you know uh, the potential <laughs> there. Um, I'm curious. You you mentioned the indoor 5K at Nike Indoor Nationals. You ran 14:20. Great performance there. Olivia and I were at Adidas Indoor two years ago, and you ran a heck of a race against Ty Garrett. Like, one of the the most fun races I think I've seen live, where you were just hammering the last couple of laps. What's it about Indoor 5Ks that you really, like, appeal to you? Like, why is this, you know, this race, particularly indoors, the 5K, um, really a hallmark hallmark for you so far? Um, I think it's just... people are turned away by it because, you know, it's like 25 laps on a 200 meter banked track. And I feel like nobody really wants to do that. So, you know, I, I feel like that's my advantage and uh, I just put it to them early, you know, push it from the gun. And uh, yeah. I like it. I like it. Obviously, obviously guys are getting faster overall on the track. I mean, you ran 1420. Is there a goal for you looking ahead to 2023 in that 5k oh i mean 13s for sure but how far i can get down below 14 minutes you know who knows so yeah okay high goals i like it all right what's hunter jones like to do for fun 
outside track and field and cross the country? Oh man. Um, I'm a bit of an outdoorsman, you know, I like to hunt and fish and go camping, hiking, you know, everything outside. I live out in the country, so there's not really like much to do other than go outside and, you know, yeah. Okay. A bit of an outdoorsman. Okay. I like it. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Uh, here's a fun one too. If your story was the subject of a movie, what actor would play you and why? <laughs> oh, man. Mm. I don't know. I feel like I'm into comedy. So, and like Adam Sandler is kind of, you know, my go to. So, okay. I don't think Adam Sandler could keep so, up with you. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a fact right there. All right, Hunter, I got to know the answer to this question. I don't know if you've seen the Mile Split 50 preseason rankings. We're dropping them every single day. Right now, we have you ranked number 20. Do you feel like that's too low, too high? What are your thoughts on your rankings going to, into the season? I mean, I saw that a couple days ago, and I was like, wow, like – I don't know. I kind of like lit a fire underneath me and uh, it's going to make me work a little bit harder this season for sure. So, you know, I think, I think I should be ranked a lot higher than that, but I mean, I also think that uh, my, uh, my results at nationals last year, you know, maybe is why I'm ranked that low, but um, you know, I'll prove myself this year. So, yeah. I love it. I love it. All right. I, I know we're talking a lot about your goals for this upcoming season. And I know you mentioned like how you ended nationals last year. Wasn't what you were kind of hoping for. So what are you going to be doing for the rest of this cross country season? What is going to be your laser focus thing? Are you going to be focusing on the beginning of your race, the middle, the end? Is there a certain thing in particular that maybe you were struggling with last year that you want to do better this year? What does that look like for you? Um. Yeah, I just, I would just say in the past, you know, in a, in a typically in a 5k race, I would go out hard in the first mile, you know, it'd, it'd be four thirties, you know, and then I would drop off to like four fifty, four fifty five, you know, and that's where, you know, the big racers, uh, like Riley and stuff last year would, uh, would maybe gap me a little bit. Um, so that's what I'm working on in the middle mile, just, uh, make it faster so this season i'm gonna be working on getting my two mile in a 5k to be as close to uh nine minutes as possible i know my my two mile at uh this past race where i ran 14 36 uh was 9 18 so that was that was pretty decent but um i hope to keep lowering that so uh yeah that sounds great I know we talked about East Bay. That was your first time competing at those championships and your first time ever competing at a national championship for cross country. Overall, what was that experience like for you? Um, I was really nervous. Um, maybe that's what, that's like, like what caused my results. You know, I was, I was, I was pumped up, but I was, I was super nervous, you know, like I was just hoping to like, 
you know, stick with the lead guys and just hang on. But, you know, I'm coming with a different mental approach this year. So I, I'm hoping to do a lot better. So. Now, Hunter, I like to ask this question Hunter. to a lot of distance runners because I feel like the opinion differs based on who you talk to. Are you a track guy or are you a cross-country guy? Which is your favorite? Man, I I think – I mean, I got to say I'm best at the 5K distance, so I got to go with cross-country, you know. Um, All right. I, All right. Yeah. So you like those indoor 5Ks, but the cross-country is better. I see how it is. Um, and now, you know, lastly, obviously you're here representing, I see that hat there. You're going to be going to Wake Forest after your senior year and you're joining a Wake Forest team next year that boasts a lot of top distance recruits. You got Rocky Hanson, Aiden Ross, Wesley Shipsy, Jackson Kiefer. So you guys have a you know really strong recruiting class going forward. So how do you think you and the rest of those guys are going to help, you know, the Demon Deacons, uh, you know, very soon? Um, I think, I think coach Hayes recruited the right people. They're all, they're all ready to go. We're fired up and they're strong. I mean, I think we're going to be national contenders in, uh, probably two to three years. So, um, yeah, look forward to that. Um, so keep looking out for Wake Forest. We're, we're climbing. So. Additional question here. You, you said that um, the 5K is your distance, cross country is your sport. Um, would you look to run potentially like qual- try to qualify for World U20 cross this year? Because I, I do know that USA U20 cross is, is I think, in, was it December? Are you looking to do that or no? I mean, yeah, if that's, if that's an opportunity. I mean, you're the first person that's, told me about that to be honest with you um I haven't heard anything about it but yeah uh I most definitely would uh would do that for sure all right nice Hunter well thank you so much for (laughs) taking the time to speak to us uh you got plenty of season ahead and already you've been killing it so best of luck uh this fall and I'm sure we'll talk to you again uh down the road okay thanks thank you all right, Hunter Jones of Benzie Central going to have a great season and fun interview. I like it. Put him on the spot with the ranking. He's like, you ranked me too low or too high, I guess. Too high. So, Noted. Yeah, we will see. Mm-hmm. It's will backwards, see. you know? All right, lit a fire. We, lit, we light fires often on this show, I think. Uh, but let's go to our next segment Uh this weekend, obviously, there was a full slate of action in cross country uh, from various states around the U.S., uh, Texas, Utah, um, all sorts of, of athletes going at it. So what did we see from this past weekend? I'll go to you first, Olivia. Awesome. Well, I think we can all agree across the board. We are seeing dramatic improvements already. We spoke with Hunter Jones. I know he was mentioning like just shaving seconds off from where he was last year on that same course to where he is now. So. I, I just think we're just seeing improvements. One of those athletes I know, Ashley's going to dive into this young talent as well, Madison Peters from Pierland High School. Uh, she competed at the South Lake Carroll Cross Country Invitational. Now, she grabbed the victory here in 17 flat with a 141 speed rating. And again, just looking at this particular race last year, she finished seventh and clocked to 1757. So that's a huge improvement from where she was. And, you know, going into her junior year, we should see something special. 
Another athlete that we're used to seeing all the time is Cole Matheson from Carmel out in Indiana. He grabbed the victory at the Hamilton County meet and led Carmel to the team title with 19 points. They finished with a 1536 average and here he clocked a 1507 to win that race earned a 185 speed rating. Again, just looking at last year, 1524 at this meet. So again, great improvements from those two athletes. Now this athlete is new to the block and Ashley has talked about this girl on our show. I want to talk about Ileana Black from Cambridge Christian out in Florida. Now she won the Cecile Field Summer Classic in Florida this past week weekend and clocked to 1746 and earned a 133 speed rating. So here she is as a freshman. We got a new freshman on the block. And I think she can do some great things there for Cambridge Christian. So those are kind of the athletes that have been on my radar from this past weekend, Corey. Ashley? Olivia, you bring up so many good points. Like you said, the South Lake Carroll invite, you saw Madison Peters, who had an awesome performance there for U.S. number two for 5K. Eliana Black, who I wrote a feature story on just last week, super happy to see her already succeeding as a freshman opening up the season. I also think we should mention Hunter Jones, who we just had on the interview, 14.36.5 for a new nation-leading 5K time. And then I also want to pay attention to the Tiger Run, which happened in Kentucky this past weekend. We saw two pretty high speed ratings there from the guys. You have Cooper Wasson, 15.03.39 for a 186 speed rating. He is a sophomore from Bluegrass United Homeschool. And then we have Will Conway, who ran 15. 0670 and 185 speed rating and he is a junior of Floyd Central so I think those were some pretty good performances to pay attention to from this past weekend and an important um I think uh point to to pick out from what Hunter Jones's interview was that he talked about his amount of races you know from last year to this year he noticed basically toward the end of the season he didn't have as his legs really fresh for those national meet and possibly contributed to his performance obviously saying this year, going to approach it a little bit differently. Um, he did race fast pretty early in the season, but maybe, you know, in order to be strong at the end, he really has to limit himself. So, I mean, I, I thought that that was a good point from him, and obviously it's what a lot of kids kind of think about when they're racing in cross country. Um, mm-hmm. In Texas this weekend, I think one of the biggest matchups that we will see throughout the course of 2022 is the Woodlands versus Atascacita. Uh, both of these teams are ranked uh, heading into the preseason top 25. The Woodlands, not yet revealed, but they're in the top 10. Tascacita, 22. <laughs> um, really huge matchup because Tascacita has five seniors back. Um, and, and they really want to make a run at the Woodlands and South Lake Carroll in 6A. So this was an important matchup at Friday Night Lights at the Woodlands home course. Now what happened? Now the Woodlands did take this. I will say that by seven points. But Atascacita did show that they were really ready for for that battle. And it is early in the season. They'll get plenty of matchups, I think, together before the state championships, and maybe at least one more. But I thought that was a great sign of what's come between these two teams. The Woodlands is the old guard, traditional powerhouse, still won that race. But the Atascacita is coming. So it will be interesting to see sort of how they develop over time uh, uh, Oliver Maldonado was their lead runner there, and I think he was right behind Kevin Sanchez. So watch out for Atascacita. Woodlands is kind of you know watching in their wing there. The other notable team I want to you know make a note of is Brentwood. The boys' team had a really good performance at the Coleman Midget Invitational over the weekend. 
all five of the runners are under 1630. They do have a solid core. Um, I would love to see sort of how they develop over time. In Tennessee, I think they're a really strong team. Can they get out of that that state and compete on a regional, maybe even qualify for nationals or get to nationals? Um, that That's to be determined, but I think Brentwood had a really good performance there. Let's move now to Utah. Utah is, is clearly uh, in full swing. They're ready to go. A lot of great teams are already in action, and I think we've seen some good performances so far. So, Ashley, let's go into what you've seen from that state so far. So I think – Obviously, the biggest storyline from Utah has to be the fierce duel between Liam Henninger of Mountain View and Taysen Echohawk of Orem. So they are two of the fastest guys in Utah this season, and they have already met up twice to open up this season. And they've gone back and forth in both these races. So at this past weekend at the UIAAA Invitational, you have Henninger taking the win in the three-mile course in 1448-1, just ahead of Echohawk, who ran 1449-2. But then the previous weekend at the pre-region eight meet, Echo Hawk took the win for 5K in 15.07.8, and then Henninger came second there in 15.14. So you already have this back-and-forth battle already being established so early on in the season between these two guys, and I think that is going to make for a very interesting matchup going into the season. And then also I want to mention that Henninger's part of this pretty strong Mountain View team out in Utah. They are two-for-two for, two for me. Uh, meet wins already this season and so I think it'll be interesting to see how that squad develops as the season goes on I just want to make a point with Mountain View and Henninger it I you know with Mountain View being one of the top teams in in Utah class 5a team it's going to be kind of a strategy I think to look at when they get to that regional state level because what's more important a state team title does Liam have to run a certain way in order for them to really make sure that they win that title over Orem and, and, and all those other teams? Or does he go out with Taysen if Taysen takes it out? Like, you know what I mean? Like, because... It gets tactical. Yeah. It does. Tactical. It does. So I, I think that's definitely something to watch. Uh, Olivia, thoughts on Utah right now? Yeah. Thoughts on Utah. I completely agree with Ashley with Liam Henninger and uh, Taysen Echohawk. I think we're going to see some battles between these two athletes throughout the course of this year. And you know me, Corey and Ashley, I'm all for the competition. So I'm excited. We're going to see the best come out of these two athletes and Mountain View grab that victory over Orem. But I want to talk about the girls race. I'm excited to see what American Fork has done. I know this is a team that's like kind of, you know, we're dropping our mile split 50 rankings and we have them on the honorable mention. So I'm excited to see what they do. Avalon Meacham, again, is their top leading runner. She did exactly what she needed to do. Grab that second place finish behind Jane Hengerton of Timp View, and she grabbed the victory in a 17-10. So I'm excited to see American Fork put all the pieces together, but we're also starting to see some competition definitely on the girls' side, especially with Jane coming back and doing something special this week that it speaks volumes to where she is right now with her training. Look at that uniform, by the way. That's a nice uniform. (laughs) Is that like Argyle or something like that? Yeah, yeah, it looks Mm -hmm. pretty cool. Now, now, Claire, I I agree. The UIAA Invitational was like the best meet of the weekend in Utah. It had, you know, hands down, you know, great teams that are going to compete for state championships. And obviously the Echo Hawk, um, Henninger thing is going to be, you know, a a big matchup to watch over over the season. but I, I honestly think the like, the mo- for me the most interesting matchup um, on Wednesday was actually the the pre-region uh, three race with Harriman 
um, going after Riverton. Riverton, we have ranked as a top team in Utah, and Harriman wasn't there. I mean, it's it's Riverton, American Fork, and Mountain View. And, and Harriman, basically, you know, is kind of on the cusp, but they have Doug Souls this year. Doug Souls left Great Oak 2021 after a long tenure there. He won a national title there. Ended up in Utah, ends up coaching Harriman. He's had a couple races under his belt, and he's already telling people that he has a squad there. They lost by three points to the best team in Utah on Wednesday. They ended up going to uh, UIAA, you know, on Saturday, four days later, and they finished fourth. But, like, obviously, you know, back-to-back races, you're going to have a little bit of fatigue there. But really good performance on that Wednesday meet. I really think it says a lot about what he's already been able to do with this Utah squad, you know. Doug Souls training, transferring over to this new team in a new state, new circumstance, new conditions. So really a story to watch with Doug Souls, Harriman this year. Can they compete for a state title? We will watch out and we will see. But Utah's certainly on the move. We'll talk more about Utah as we as we go forward. All right. Here is a segment on maybe the broader scope of things. Which athletes right now have improved the most year over year uh, in cross country? And Ashley, I will go to you first. Well, so I think this is an interesting thing because a lot of times you open up the season and you see people that are going to have just amazing improvements, even just from the past year alone. And so kind of, you know, digging into the weeds, kind of seeing which athletes had some of the most improvement from last year to this year. I want to talk about Haley Harper, the senior from Plano West. So she, this past weekend at the South Lake Carroll invite, ran 1743.53 to get seventh there. Looking at last year, she didn't even break 20 minutes last year for a 5K. I mean, that's an impressive improvement, over two minutes of improvement there for the senior from Plano West in an early season U.S. number 18 for Haley Harper. And then I also want to talk about on the guy side, also at that meet at South Lake Carroll, Blake Bullard, also of South Lake Carroll. He ran 1523.88 at that meet. But just last year, as a freshman, he ran 1611.7, so that's nearly a 48 second improvement. And I think that's huge for South Lake Carroll, especially, you know, they're going to be one of those teams that, you know, is going to be one to watch, not just in Texas, but also nationally as well. And so if you're seeing this type of improvement already early on in the season, that's a good sign for them for the team hunt. Big, big Texas theme with you, Olivia, Texas theme or no? <laughs> going outside Texas? Uh, I have I have one girl, one boy, and one of them is in Texas. So I'm kind of half okay. here. Right. I'm going to kick it to West Virginia. I'm going to go to my kind of neck of the woods up here. I have Alyssa Suario of Williamstown. Now, she didn't break 17 minutes last year for 5K. This year, she clocked a 16.52 at the Autumn Classic. Also, the Elizabeth Broadman Memorial Invitational, just kind of looking back at last year, her season opener, she ran a 17.56 this year, 17. 29. So I just think it's quite interesting, again, as we've been talking about, like, it's just interesting to see how these athletes open up their season. And again, it's kind of difficult, especially with cross country, because, you know, each course is different, but it makes it kind of easier on us when they run the same races every year. You can kind of make that easier, easy comparison. But I want to talk about David Mora taking it to Texas right now. Um, out in Lubbock, he ran a 15 flat last year for 5k. This year, he opened up his season at the South Lake Carroll Cross Country Invitational, where he ran a personal best of 14.46. And last year at this meet, he ran a 15.32. So as Ashley and I have been mentioning, it's just 
so interesting to see the improvements already kicking off the season, um, especially with these season openers. So, Corey, I know for you, too, you have a lot of great athletes down as well. So who are some of those athletes that you saw really have shown improvement over the last year? Well, I wanted to comment on on Sorrow. You mentioned it last week, um, Ashley, that she had run at the Mountain Climbing Championships over the yes, summer, yes. right, in Italy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you got to think that that played a huge difference in her progression and obviously, she's mm-hmm. now, you know, a national contender. Um, those kids who run at elevation up in, the, up in the mountains, I mean, definitely does wonders for them. I actually also have a West Virginia kid uh, right now, uh, you know, in the list here, Ty Sturts of Hurricane. I mean, last year, he only broke 16 minutes once. Uh, that was 15.33. And that's basically from 15.33 to this, this year, 14.56, 37-second improvement. But largely, he really didn't run under 16 all year so he's got a bigger improvement than maybe meets the eye there and I don't know what's happening in West Virginia but we have plenty of girls and guys that really are putting in strong performances I think that could be a state really emerging um this year as we see it definitely I'm also kind of getting hitting on the the Texas train here uh Angel Sanchez of Fort Worth Diamond Hill Jarvis um he had an awesome performance uh, recently, 14.55 uh, for 5K, which marks a 46-second uh, difference. But, Olivia, you and I both saw him at the state championships outdoor. He won a 1,600-meter title. Um, he was the guy yes. who was kind of getting a little, little like, aggressive with the other guy <laughs> in the, the two-mile. Yeah, um, to me, yeah that's, I remember. To me, that's fire. That, that's fire. He's, he's really passionate about his, his uh, work rate and his – you know, his running. So I really like that. Hudson Bennett of Burnett, Texas, also 48 second improvement uh, year over year. Lexi Lamb of Doddridge County, West Virginia, another West Virginia girl, um, 1750, 46 second improvement for her. And then Daniela Scheffler of Uniontown Lake, Ohio, 87th at the state championships last year in 1939. She went 1819 already this season. That's a, that's 65 second difference. And she is the eighth fastest girl in Ohio today. So that is massive improvement from Daniela. And we're going to see a lot more from athletes down the line. But we're going to move now to the powerhouse teams who have impressed us so far over this season. We're talking top 25 level teams. What have, what have, what have, sh- what, what have they shown us, Olivia? And we'll start with you. Yeah, I'm going to talk about two boys teams, and let's kick things off in Florida. The Bell and Jesuit boys really caught my eyes as they won the Park Vista Cobra Cross Country Invitational. What's interesting to me specifically about this team is they have one senior, Roberto Leon. They also had an eighth grader competing who won the JV race, but if he was in the varsity, he would have finished as their seventh runner. So they're the original varsity squad from Bell and Jesuit that competed at this meet. All top five runners, they finished within 17 seconds of each other. That is wow. huge. Like, yeah. that, that is speaking volumes that they have the depth right now. They just got to carry and push each other forward. So I'm excited to see what Bell and Jesuit, you know, top ring 25 teams on the Mile Split 50 rankings. They have really impressed me so far, even though it's the beginning of the season. I already talked about the American Fork girls. It's time to talk about the American Fork boys in Utah. They looked really solid this past weekend. They had a junior, Daniel Simmons, who led the way at the Wachita Rendezvous meet, where he won and crossed the finish line with a 15.54, which equaled a 182 speed rating. Then they had their senior, Seth Smith, who was second, 
who finished with a 1648 and had a 164 speed rating. So I'm just curious to see how this season unfolds, how the team of leaders, because the majority of their teams are, the majority of this team is consisted of juniors, one senior on this team. So I'm excited to see how these leaders really push each other and how they can improve throughout the course of this year. But so far, Bell and Jesuit and the American Fork boys have really caught my eyes and have shown great success already this season, Corey. Daniel's the transfer from Idaho, by the way, on American Fork. He's now their number one runner. Mm -hmm. Um, That's huge for them. Ashley, you got a very good team at the top right here that I'm I'm interested to hear what you have to say about. (laughs) Yes. So going into this season, preseason, we've had our eyes on the Carmel Boys of Indiana. And they opened up this season this past weekend at the Hamilton County Meet in Indiana. They scored just 19 points in that meet. I mean, that's just insane to think about. I mean, that's such a low score right there. They have, they're led by Cole Matizen. He ran 15.07, four and 185 speed rating at this meet. But they have four other guys under 16 minutes as well. They got Anthony Provenzano, Charlie Lid, Jack Capes, and Thomas Biltamir. I mean, when you have that many guys under 16 minutes, and then you also have a front runner like that as well, I mean, that already shows that they are prepped and ready for this season to begin. And then moving on to a couple of girls teams that caught my eye. You know, over the past couple of weeks, you got the Cherry Creek girls out in Colorado, led by Addison Price. They beat out a pretty strong Arapahoe B team at the Cherry Creek Steve Lohman meet, and Price ran 1742 there to kind of, you know, show that they are ready. They're also one of our top girls teams going into the season. And then the Buchanan girls out in California, they raced on August 13th at the Fleet Feet Summer Sizzle. Love that name there. Um, It was a cross-country two-mile. So it's kind of interesting to see, you know, when you're opening up, it's different, obviously, than a 5K. But they ran – they had a very strong showing there as well. You got Sydney Sundgren, 10.53. Eliana Lomelli, 10.55. Kinsley Bucky, who is a freshman that they have this year, ran 10.56. I mean, those are really fast times, especially for a cross-country course two miles. So I think it'll be interesting to see – how they progress from that, you know, kind of opener where they're, you know, just shaking out the legs and getting going. Yeah, good ones there. Buchanan is sort of the expected to be up there in the top yep. five. Cherry Creek's actually, to me, a little surprising because yep. they they were yeah. they, they graduated a lot. Are either of you surprised at how well they, they came out to begin? I'm going to be honest, yes. I'm Just knowing with Riley Stewart – you know, going on doing, you know, going to Stanford and then graduating some talented individuals. I was kind of nervous about how they were going to bounce back, but they're showcasing, Hey, we got, we got some athletes here. Don't forget about them. So yeah. Cherry Creek is definitely on our radar. Yeah, Same. for sure. Yeah. Cause especially too, when you I feel like cross country, it's such a team sport. So whenever you are going to graduate people, sometimes you maybe you lose that momentum and stuff, but no, it's like they just replaced and kept going and got better. So I think that's a good sign for them so far. Yeah. More like a retooling more than a complete yeah. renovation project there at Cherry Creek. So um, on the boys side, I don't think like any huge performances have happened yet. I mean, we look at the, as we're releasing the miles put 50 rankings, you know, we're going to go down to one. Obviously, we're, right now we're at, I think, 15. So some of these teams haven't been revealed yet. But, you know, you can be sure that South Lake Carroll, Carmel, Riverton, and the Woodlands are all top 10 teams in our rankings. Carroll won this weekend at their own home invite. The Woodlands won in a, at their home invite over a ranked team. Riverton beat Harriman over, you know, and, and although it was close, they beat them. Um, I, I think looking at that, though, I, I have to agree with Ashley about Carmel. I think Carmel's win so far, 1536 average, 
you know, is, is very impressive, especially when you consider they have Center Grove on their heels. They have Redbooth Jesuit on their heels. Um, they, they have Noblesville on their heels. They have all these teams that are sort of chasing after them. They got to be good. Like, they can't let off the gas. So, um, really impressed by them and, and Cole um, in this weekend's races. So, but we got a lot on the calendar coming up. But we have Memphis Twilight, Marcus Invite to Benogas. Cool Breeze Invitational is our national meet of the week. So let's get into what we have this weekend. Uh, Ashley, I'll start with you first. What are you looking out for? What are you, you most interested in seeing this week? Well, I'm going to keep on this Texas theme here. And so I'm going to talk to you guys about <laughs> the Marcus Coach T invites. So that's going to be in Denton, Texas this weekend. And it it's really intriguing to me because we are going to see the debut of the Flower Mound girls team. And you'll have Nicole and Samantha Humphreys coming in, the the sisters out of Flower Mounds. So they'll have their debut 5K race of the season. And I'm curious to see, you know, they're obviously going to be one of our top girls teams going into the season, but just how elite are they going to be? I mean, obviously there's Natalie Cook, who was their star last year and graduated. But I'll be interested to see especially how the Humphrey sisters kind of step up and try to lead this team in this early season meet you also have the South Lake Carroll boys who will be competing there as well looking to kind of build on their momentum that we've already seen from them you know last weekend at their own home invite and how they keep building on that success and then I also want to point out to a t uh, excuse me a meet in Indiana the hometown savings bank state preview (laughs) love that name again lots of cool names Center Grove Varsity <laughs> Boys are going to be debuting, and we'll see Ty Garrett back for Center Grove. He was the big transfer from Balor Christian coming back to Center Grove. He ran their freshman year, coming back as a senior, and we will see just elite. This you know this team is going to be especially when you have teams like Carmel and Indiana that are already um, you know showing some really impressive things out on the course. You gotta love when a, a meet gets sponsored by the local business, right? Like exactly. when they step gotta in. Love it. Mm-hmm. Not every business understands cross country, so when you have some of them, the hometown savings bank coming in, <laughs> saying, "Hey, hey, I'm gonna, I'm going to sponsor your meet." Cross country's getting the love there. Love, love <laughs> to see it. Uh, Olivia and I are going to go into Cool Breeze. Good meet, Olivia. What are your thoughts on on this meet coming forward? Oh, I'm excited about the Cool Breeze Invitational. Over 3,000 athletes, 97 teams entered. Going to be in California. And Corey, I don't know if you remember this this race from last year, but Isaiah Gibbons ran a 14-08 here last year. So what I'm looking forward to the most is this is going to be a season opener for a lot of our California athletes. And California happens to be a big state, especially on the girls' individual rankings. Like It's just going to be something really special. So last year, just looking specifically on the boys' side, the top 10 finishers, Corey and Ashley, were all seniors. So one through 10, all seniors graduated. So who does that bring up? The top returner, Bill Isa from West Ranch. He clocked at 15.04 here on this three-mile course last year. So he's going to be your top returner. What I'm looking forward to the most is the talent that we have on the girls' side. Last year, Sadie Englehart won this race with a 15.59, but um, I don't see her on the list right now as as an entry, but we do have a handful of big names that will be returning from last year's top 15 that will be on this course. One of them happens to be Brianne Smith of Quartz Hill. She finished seventh last year in this race and was also seventh at state. Another young talent that we have here from Claremont High School is Jin Yi Denise Chen, and she ran the 15th fastest three-mile sophomore time last year 
at this meet where she ran 17.11 and finished eighth. Now, Corey, I think you happen to agree with me on this one. I think one of the ladies that can lead this race and potentially get the victory here from Pe Peninsula High School is Ashling Callahan. And she finished 10th at this race last year with a 17.21. She was third at States and she was 32nd at East Bay. So I think we have a lot of talent that's going to be going to this meet at the Cool Breeze Invitational. It's going to be exciting. So I'm looking forward to the girls' side. But for you, Corey, what are you looking forward to and who are some of those yeah. athletes that really have caught your attention? Yeah, Aisling is the top girl to watch in this race, you know, having her, her resume in front of her. You know, third at, at States last year, obviously qualified for East Bay. Definitely one to watch there. And, you know, on the boys' side, Bill might be the top returner uh, to Cool Breeze, but he's not the top athlete at Cool Breeze, and that's a host of Great Oak guys that are going to be on the line here. Um, Ramsey Cortez, Nick Gaffney, Mark Cortez, those guys are going to be the guys, I think, leading this race for Great Oak. We're going to see a nationally ranked program have at it here at Cool Breeze, and that's – Kind of the number one thing I think I want to take away from this, what does Great Oak, what do, do their boys do here? Um, I think they can do something. I mean, we look at them, they have a lot of depth. I think they had a great season last year. How do they build upon that season heading into 2022? That's the big question I want to learn, and I think we're going to find some answers there with with Ramsey, Nick, Mark, and uh, that, that unit Tammy Drawn has there for Coolbreeze. So, Definitely Great Oak for me. I mean, 14.08 was a really, really fast time. I think that's going to be tough to beat, uh, even though we do have talent there. Isaiah Givens was was phenomenal last year, but that's a very fast time. We'll see. On top of, of Cool Breeze, we have St. Olaf Showcase in Minnesota. Really huge meet. I mean, this is bringing everybody from Minnesota, the best of the best there. I think we're going to get both of Wayzata's, Wayzata, I'm pretty sure I got Wayzetta right. Um, <laughs> their best teams, girls and boys. I mean, the return of Abby Nicky for the girls' squad can't be undersold there. I think she's so important to them. is uh, going up against Minnetonka, who's also a nationally ranked team. They're going to be back this year and loaded. I really want to see that matchup on the guy side. We have really individual battles taking place. Noah Brecker, who's in our, our top 25 to begin the season. Sam Scott is going to be in the mix there. He rarely lost last year. I think he's going to be in the hunt for a win here. Nick Gills, really strong meet overall at St. Olaf. We're going to learn a lot from them, so I'm really looking forward to that. But we'll have all the coverage, milesplit.com. That's what we're here for. We cover the meets. <laughs> we get all the information down, and we're going to have some stuff to you. So watch out this weekend for that. All right, moving on to recruiting. I mean, we're going to finish the show here with recruiting, and, and a big uh, breaking news bulletin happened last week when – Kate Peters of Lake Oswego flipped from Oklahoma State to Oregon, her hometown university. Committed there under Jerry Schumacher and assistant coach Shailen Flanagan. Found a good, um, I guess, sort of uh, relationship there. Um, that's big news for, for a girl like that. So, Olivia, you have some thoughts here on Kate Peters, you know, moving to Oregon on the commitment level. As you mentioned, Corey, this is breaking news. This is huge, especially with you know, having that commit. And then all of a sudden there's just been a lot of change this year. I feel like both at the high school and at the college level as well, there's just a lot of change happening, but I'm excited for Kate Peters and just based off her social media post, she, she is an athlete from Oregon. She's going to be staying at home. It's always been a dream of hers to be underneath Shalane Flanagan as her coach. And I feel like it's interesting, and Ashley's going to dive into it a little bit, too. I'm excited to see what's going to happen now with 
the, the changing and coaching staff at Oregon and who are going to be some of those high profiled high school athletes that will now make that commitment because you have an amazing coaching staff. Um, Shalane Flanagan, as we know, very, very talented athlete. And now she's, this is her way of giving back to the sport in a way. And so the fact that Kate Peters gets to have those dreams come true for her, I think is huge. So I'm excited to see what Kate Peters does. Um, just going to Oregon, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting for sure. Ashley, what are your thoughts on this move? Yeah. I want to piggyback off Olivia a little bit. She mentioned, I mean, Shalane Flanagan, having her there now as an assistant at Oregon, that is a big draw for Oregon going forward, especially for the girls side where, I mean, I'm sure all these high school athletes, you know, they look, they looked up to Shalane when she, when they were younger and, you know, saw her competing for the U S and stuff. So to have the opportunity to have her as a coach, I mean, shoot, I see why Pete, uh, Kate Peters was like, you know, Hey, count me in, you know, I'm ready to go, especially with it being in her home state. So kind of like what Olivia said, I'm going to be really curious to see how this new coaching staff, especially with Shalane, kind of helps them going forward with girls distance recruiting, because I think that is going to be a very big factor for the Ducks going forward. Awesome photo there too. Kate Peters when she was younger. <laughs> yeah, I'll say this. I, mm-hmm. I covered before I got the mile split. I was a journalist for print organizations. I covered football for 10 to 10 years. And especially with recruiting, there is a mantra there. You're not signed until you're signed. So with Kate Peters kind of, I you know, quote unquote flipping, it's, you know, Kids are kids. Like you can't really sort of put it pen and people pen and paper the moment they commit. I mean, she has an opportunity to 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 renegotiate sort of her commitment. So her to Oregon, I'm actually not really surprised. I mean, I'm surprised that Oregon didn't get her in the first place. She's from Oregon. She grew up with Oregon. How did they not get her in the first place? That's a bigger question. But um, I, I I think this is huge. She's a national contender on on the high school front. She could you know do some historic things this year. Oregon needs to recruit athletes like this to their university, and especially with Jerry and control of the program, Shailene. I'm not shocked by this because I think with him, he has the name, the brand recognition, and the cachet working with Bowerman um, that can can pull kids in. And you both have to recruit well, but you you also have to coach well. He has both of those things sort of in his, his repertoire. So, you can expect when you go to Oregon that you're going to get, you know, really great coaching from Jerry. Um, so you don't have to question that. I think that this is huge, and I think this is maybe the start of, of some big moves for Oregon, especially on the distance front as they start to recruit and get that underway under Jerry and Shailene. So uh, really good stuff. But on the same front, let's go to uncommitted XC athletes that are looking forward to the NLI. NLI starts officially November 9th for track and field. That's when you can officially put pen to paper and sign with your program. That goes up until August 1st, 2023. So who are the current unsigned athletes who would be big, big, big shifts for for programs if they get them? Olivia. All right. I have four solid names, three girls and one boy. Number one, Lily Cridge. Um, I, when we were doing this, I was like, I have to check social media too and double check that they didn't make any commits that I didn't know about. But Lily Cridge, the top returner from Garmin running lane, like she was second to Natalie Cook. I'm, I'm curious to see when this is going to like be in the atmosphere where she's going to decide to spend the next four years. Um, at the college level. I also have Arian Olsen on, on here as well. 13th at East Bay, the fifth fastest returner. I, I'm 
kind of interested to see just where she's kind of thinking about going as well. And then the third girl I have here is Kira O'Shea. She is the Kentucky standout, 26 at East Bay, fifth in the mile and sixth in the two mile at the New Balance National Outdoors. This is a young talent that I really felt like put Kentucky on the map last year. Like she really just did an amazing job on the cross country course, excelled on the outdoor track. And I'm curious to see where she's gonna be going as well. Now for the gentleman's side, I'm gonna take it to the Newberry Park team, Aaron Salmon, the younger brother of Colin Salmon. He was fourth at the cross country state championships behind his brother and Lex and Leo Young. That I don't know if you guys remember, but Newberry Park pretty much swept that race. He was also sixth at the running lane um, cross country championships. He was part of the Newberry Park four by mile national record team during the indoor season. Fourth at, fourth at Brooks PR Invitational um, in the mile with a 401. Like this is a solid guy right here. So I'm excited. I'm I'm watching y'all. I want you to know I am watching to see the social media posts to see when these athletes are going to commit and where they would like to spend the next four years. So it's getting really interesting now because it's it's funny because cross country does you know they're making their verbal commitments now and then we're going to start seeing the track people a little bit later in the year so i'm expecting more cross country uh verbal commitments very very soon hey and if you want to commit you know get some exposure milesplit.com just saying right that's right yeah all right (laughs) ashley who are you thinking about yeah i agree with olivia you know first with the girls she hit it on the money lily Cridge, arian olsen Kiara O'Shea, those are, you know, three of the top recruits that you look at on the girls' side, and you're like, wow, I'm surprised they haven't committed yet, so we'll be highly anticipating those. I want to talk a little bit more about the boys, so kind of my short list, you know, of some notable athletes that, you know, caught my eye. Taysen Echo Hawk, we talked about, the star from Orem in Utah. We got Kevin Sanchez, he's from Austin, maybe he'll stay at UT, you know, he's one who's had a lot of improvement, um, you know, over the past year or so. But new I think co- New coach there, though. That's right. Just I know. got announced. I know. So that'll be interesting to see. I'll be curious to see how that plays out. But I think potentially mm-hmm. the guy that I'm most interested to see where he goes is Simeon Burnbaum, that sub four miler that we saw at the end of the track season who just burst onto the scene. The guy from Rapid City Stevens in South Dakota. He ran 359.51 at Brooks PR to kind of, I won't say shock the world, but shock the, t- the track and running community. <laughs> Um, he, you know, he's also ran 855 for 3,200. He had a solid cross country season last year running 15, 16, but I'll be really curious to see how he, you know, runs, you know, develops more as a distance athlete, you know, this fall. So I think he's one that, you know, schools look at and say, you know, will he be, you know, a really good miler? How will he improve this year in cross? So I'll be interested to see where he ends up going and how wherever he goes, you know, how that school's going to utilize him as a talent. I think that'll be really interesting to see. Yeah, youngest American sub-four miler. That's right. Simeon Birnbaum. That's right. I agree. I yeah. don't really – It's it'll be a really good watch to see how he does in cross country because he won a state title in South Dakota. Yep. But what does he do outside of South Dakota? That is the big question. I think he is a clearly a five-star recruit. Um Super, super curious where what, where his head's at with that. All right, Cole Matisson of Carmel. You know, I, I agree. This is my guy. If I was a college coach and I'm recruiting, I want to look for, for guys and gals that have work rate. You know, not just time, not just performances, but, like, how do they work? How do they train? Do you actually love this sport? Are you passionate about it? Do you live for it? 
it's hard to figure that out when you're recruiting people. You don't always know that. I mean, a lot of a lot of recruiting nowadays is through social media, so you can't really figure out character and drive and all that stuff through that. But I am clear as day, Cole Matisson is that guy. So I think he's like, for me, five-star guy. I would want him on my program immediately. Same for Connor Burns. Connor Burns grew up with this. Like his father was a college coach. He ran 3:58 as a junior. This I I know for a fact. This kid like loves his sport. He comments sometimes on our Instagram, uh, cap or Instagram posts and stuff like that. Like this guy loves his sport. So Connor Burns for me, and then third but not 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 least is is Tatum David here from Olney. Um, going back to her roots after spending some time at IMG, you know, enduring some some hurdles. She's back to Illinois, back to really grinding it out. Had a great spring season. She is a five-star recruit in my book. I think anyone who gets her knows that that girl's been through some stuff, and she's come out on top. So um, that's someone who's motivated. So for me, Tatum David, too. All right. Anything else from you two ladies? Anything? Well, I know you guys were on, I know it's super exciting, but honestly, I want to know you guys were in New Orleans this past weekend doing some amazing stuff for mile split. We've been, you know, we're all about the food here. So food's been on point. I heard including the gumbo. Yeah, I, we got, uh, at one point I did say New Orleans and I got called out for it while I was on the trip. I'm not a, I'm not a true (laughs) New Orleans person. (laughs) Only interlopers say New Orleans. So (laughs) <laughs> but it was fun yeah so it's new we had a good time didn't we Corey? yeah you know for for background here we're doing a piece on the new orleans jesuit boys uh who are phenomenal this year national contender um obviously they have some background dealing with hurricanes and being displaced by ida last year their coach um you know was in high school during katrina really good story there really um excited to see it kind of come to life over the next couple of months Ashley, did you have a favorite moment from this weekend, like spending time out there? Well, if we stay on the food topic, I have to say beignets are bomb. Like yeah, they are, true. they're legit. We went to Cafe <laughs> Dumont twice. Second time after a run, I dragged Corey out on a run, and so those were those were really good. But you know, just overall interacting with the guys on the Jesuit team, they're super eager, super funny. They were really into it, so I thought that was yeah. pretty cool. Food wise, I'll go with the Yumbo Mumbo Gumbo. Yes. <laughs> that was that was on point. That was, that was at on what, point. Chef Ron's yeah. gumbo shop. Chef Ron's yeah. gumbo <laughs> shop and, and met Metairie. And then the other one, the lasting image I think I will I will carry with me, I will never forget it, was Colin Duty, the head coach, after practice on Friday, goes out to the course and he puts on this basically commercial grade like air blower gas powered goes out in the course and he's blowing the course because there's there's wet grass on it so he wanted to clear it out for his guys and he goes out there at like 7 p.m at night as it's getting dark and he's just clearing it like it was insane it was crazy i think you and i both looked at each other and we were like we had never seen anything like that from any cross-country coach ever. that that's commitment for yeah. sure um that's commitment for sure yeah for sure all right this has been another episode of On the Line for more content on Milesplit, including training blogs, Milesplit 50 rankings, and much more. Go to Milesplit. All right, we'll see you next week. It's Tuesday. See you later.